not your father's faith. Yeah, Pastor Jeff and Scott, not Pastor Scott. <laughs> Don't laugh. Did you just laugh. say that? I just didn't want to even catch that. Steve is Steve. Our friend Steve Gardner joins us too today, uh, and Steve is much closer to the pastorhoodness than I am. <laughs> pastorhoodness. He must be very far. Uh, Let's make it up words now on the podcast and everything. Uh, Steve, it's too late to back out. You're in. Uh, you're in for this one. My pleasure. So we last podcast we talked about the forty days following uh, the resurrection of Christ, and uh, we brought Steve in for I have no idea, Jeff. <laughs> Actually, there's always wisdom when we talk to Steve. Absolutely, specifically. So recently, uh, Steve's been talking to me about some uh, some sermons that he's been listening to. Rick Warren out there in California, Saddleback, a really well known pastor, and so he's picked up some nuggets from him, and he's been kind of passing along to me. And I thought, you know, some of those let's let's talk about that because we ended with, um, you know, were the forty days after. The resurrection, when before Jesus ascended, and people saw him, were, were those important times? And of course, last week we talked about they were important and why they were important, right? And so it was to build to build strength in his followers to give them, you know, uh, confident, give them a confident assurance of the hope that they have, and that sort well, of thing. And, and, and simply for witnesses too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people saw him. So. so the next question is, what's 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 next then? Of course, ten ten days after. We didn't get to that, but there's Pentecost Sunday. Right, right. What do they call the kind of the birth of the church? Pentecost Sunday, and there's a bunch of different things around that, but maybe we'll have to another time. So now now we're left with the rest of the Bible. You know what I mean? So what's the... So go so ahead, let's, Steve. Let's, let's talk about the purpose of, the purpose of it all. <laughs> take on the rest yeah. of the Bible I'm going to go out to my car. Let's see who's taking over. <laughs> well, to, I'm going to let you experts uh, handle all of that. So my questioning and my study has come from let's fast forward over 2,000 years, right? Not just 40 days and, um, you know, even the rest of the Bible. To me, it's we are now planted in this place in the world and Western civilization all these years later. Uh, yes, left to deliberate all of that, and that's why we have um, such special mentors in our, in our life, such as Jeff. Um, but I think as as normal citizens we struggle normal citizens who want to follow jesus and follow his way in this world i think a lot of uh folks who call themselves christians struggle with uh balancing so you and i talked jeff and i were having a conversation over the weekend but i think a lot of people look at it as as pieces of a pie right in in, in our spiritual life and and following Jesus and our religion or our church attendance is always, a lot of times, just a piece of the pie. So the, how do I make the pie? This? The pie being your life. Yes, the pie being your whole life. Okay. So your finances, your marriage, your piece. friendships, your uh, personal development, your right. So everything. Yeah. And and then I think people get the idea that if I can have a whole bunch of pieces and do really really good in each of those areas, and I've got a, a fairly good life. Okay. Um, but I think once you've studied that for long enough, and, and I have certainly have studied the idea of personal development, whether it's in the business world or finances, for, for a good while. Um, and I always leave that with this 
aching, um, very sobering realization that it just falls short, right? So it's what the Bible calls the world. Um, but we have to live in it. We have to function in it. We have families, and we do have finances, and we do have jobs, and we do have kids. And and so I'm moving to a place, and Jeff and I were discussing this, where you realize that Jesus is not a piece of the pie. He's the whole pie, and everything kind of disseminates out from there, if, if that makes sense. And so, okay, I've decided that I'm going to lead a life that honors him, that that exhibits his characteristics, and, and, and I'm going to tell my story and what he's done in, in my life. And then you, you look at it and you say, well, what does that mean then? What does he, in a word or two, what does that look like? And that's when I was listening to Rick Warren, and he brought up the fact that really it all boils down to love and relationship, that we were put on this earth to be with each other. And you you hear that truth, and you look at a world that is pretty much doing everything it can to do the opposite <laughs> right now. And so I look at that and go, I know that's, that's it. I know that's the truth. Yeah. I know that that's... So to spend our lives loving and caring for for one another and building relationship and then he goes as far as to say and the, the quote really was is if you are making decisions that put something above or in place of relationship and your love for others he uses the word stupid it's just a stupid decision mm-hmm. you know I, let me just interject mm-hmm. something real quick to, to me at least in part this is the meaning of the narrow and broad gate the broad gate is the, just the world and all and all the ways of the world, and and and, and I don't mean just all. The, I don't mean it just in a bad way. All the, mm. you know, the bad. Just just the way of the world. You know, you know, out there and I'm uh, I'm making money and I'm doing things myself and fame and fortune and build you know building my ego and all that kind of stuff. That's this broad way, right? And the narrow way is the way of not looking inward but looking outward. Putting others before yourself and and love that's a, that's a narrow way, and and not a lot of people you know not a lot of people are choosing that way right now, right? And 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 the broad way. So the Bible says that broad gate or that broad way. It says it leads to destruction. And but I tell you what, you know you 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 just look around at, at you know movie stars and, and 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 athletes and so forth. You know make all this money and their lives are just you know. Destructed, just terrible. Well, if we measure it by length of life, too, it's my understanding that uh, the oldest people in in our world have tremendous family and relationship support. Yeah, friends, family. I mean, that's yeah. that's a common denominator. So that tells you that to live a a healthy, long life, too, it means that you've you've done some good work with with family and yeah. friends. Just look up the Blue Zone Project. Yeah, Blue Zone Project. What you'll see is. Family-centered, f- f- have a deep faith. Right. Faith is is not not an add-on to their life. Faith is their life. Uh, you know, they live simply. You know, and these are the these are the uh, the people that in these five pockets in the world that live the longest. Now, you might is that the goal? You know, is the, is the goal to live long? It's a part of it, I would uh, think. Yeah, I mean, you might, I mean, none of us want none of us are even though we think heaven's a good place, right? We're not right. we're not ready to go yet. I'm not. Are you, Scott? 
<laughs> well, which which begs the question: If heaven is all that in a bag uh, of chips, why don't we get there sooner? Right. What's I What's think, keeping think, us from from doing that? I think the mean. You know, Steve just mentioned it. Go yeah. ahead and talk about it again, Steve. The meaning is part of this. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think that's one of the things Jeff has done so well at Freedom Life Center is teach us that you know, in heaven and on earth as it is in heaven, right? So it starts here. Yeah. This is all part of it. This yeah. is all part of his plan, right? So, okay, if that's the truth, then really this life does mean something. Mm-hmm. And it's not about your bank account. And and again, not to, you know, Jeff and I have been really working hard together to to move me specifically away from this binary thinking, this either or thinking, right? And to be both and and not to just cast one thing out. Yes, we all have finances. We all have to have money for retirement. We all have to we all have to live in this world and function in this world. We all right and and, and give of our gifts in our in our work and things like that. That's all important. But at the end of the day, what is it that drives your decisions? So Jeff calls me last week and asked me to go to breakfast at, at an hour that to me is completely ungodly <laughs> um you were in attendance scott so, i was I, I i was full that followed to, yeah <laughs> right. unknowingly as well right. so you know i have to get up at five thirty. we have to go to cranberries so my first reaction to being uncomfortable which is exactly what that was <laughs> was to say no and and he'll tell you jeff i, I caught myself mid-sentence And I thought to myself, if I'm really going to live what I've been studying, and I believe and want to believe that life and live in a way that life is about relationships, then I have, I'm looking at an opportunity to be with Scott, with Jeff, right, with my other friend Jeff, with Britton, new guy that he's bringing along, Mm -hmm. with Roger, with Pete, and I'm like, with Matt, yeah. I'm I'm not, yeah, I'm not missing that. No, Mm -hmm. and he'll tell you, I pivoted immediately and I go, you know what, Jeff, I'll be there. I'll be there. I, I thought the same when he, yeah. he said we need yeah. to be in Cranberry at 7 in the morning. I'm like, what? Scott, you know, Scott said to me, Scott goes, I can't think of any reason right now to say no. Really? And I just thought, why why not? Yeah. I mean, I really had the same kind yeah. of perspective you did. Yeah. I mean, what's what's preventing yeah. me? I mean, it's ridiculous yeah. to think that getting up and at 5 is going to responsibilities prevent- don't. It's not that if someone says, hey, I, ha- I had to work, that's yeah. okay. Right, right. But are you always using work? and personal advancement or things like that in your life to say no to relationship. I think it needs evaluated. Well, I've, I've done a ton of that. Yeah. Got much better. You know, I, don't, I don't know if one of the popular uh, series that's going around right now, and I don't watch a lot of TV, but on that Angel Network is uh, The Chosen. Have you mm-hmm. guys seen that? So uh, I've been watching that, and it's a it's a portrayal of Jesus and his disciples and his story. It's actually really well done. I heard um, it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's interesting that it, it, it's in the wrong order a lot of it uh-huh. because he there's a there's a there's an episode where he has Matthew he's preparing for his sermon on the mount so he has Matthew taking notes for him uh-huh. right well we already know Matthew's not called until many yeah. chapters after yeah. the sermon on the mount but it's just really neat how they kind of portray it and and he starts the sermon with salt and light and they're sitting there and Jesus says, I, I don't know, there's something. Matthew says, I think you're going to scare him away if you just, nobody really knows what that means right away. Yeah. And Jesus goes, that's a good point. Yeah. So he goes off and prays and thinks, and at the end of the episode, he comes back to Matthew and says, I have it. I have the opening. And he goes through the Beatitudes, and he says, people need a map. 
to me. That's what they need. And so he goes through the Beatitudes, and after Matthew writes all the Beatitudes down, of course in the show, fictitiously, but he looks at Jesus and he says, I don't understand how that's a map. And he says, if you have relationship with and seek all those types of people, that's where you'll find me. Mm. That's where you'll find wow. me. Wow. And I felt, yes, it's all out of order, but in context, I went, oh my God. And I went back and reread the Beatitudes a couple times last night, and I'm thinking, those are the people. And it's not all poor people, outcast people. It's, you know, the zealots are in there, the, the ones who seek righteousness, the fighters, they're all types of people. And then you go and look at each one of the disciples and go, all of those Beatitudes are based around all of those different personalities that mm -hmm. he chose on purpose for what type of person they were. And you go, wow. Now you look at the 12 and go, it's 12 different personalities. Right. It's 12 different people that have to get along together mm -hmm. and learn how to be in a relationship with one another. And that's what they did. Is it fair to say you've been very successful in business? I mean, that's my perception of uh, I mean, you're very talented. I think it would depend on what your definition is. Well, I'm asking, but I I'm would asking say you. Yes. I yeah. would say yes. In my craft, yes. So you're uh, seeking the truth here. Is, is, it, is it based on not finding as much of it in financial prosperity, or am I reading way too much into this? Uh, you're probably you still reading a bit into it, but I, I would say that I've achieved both. I don't know whether it's just my natural bent of, of what I'm I like. Just, or... I just wondered if, if, if someone like you comes to the point where they go, wow, all this, all this, this comfort financially isn't you know, giving me the, the greater comfort that I desire. And I don't think it's a get to the ledge and get ready to jump off thing. I think it's a constant evaluation of who you are and where you're at right. and who you're becoming friends with. And, and the more and more that I follow Jesus, he's helping me to say, okay, like all this stuff is there and it's necessary. It's fine. But it's not who you are. It doesn't define you, right? So at the end of your life, how do you want to be described by what you had or by the friends that you right, brought with right. you? And I think too, Scott, you know, the, um, the Bible doesn't teach that, that, that money is the problem. It teaches that the wrong perspective of money is the problem. Right. And, and so, and, and it's not being a I'm trying to find a lesson here from Steve. Come on guys. <laughs> yeah. What's the lesson, Steve? Well, yeah. I would think the lesson is this, just as we started it, is that if you are spending your time, focusing on things that are not creating, cultivating, and, and, and being in real relationship in your life, you're, you're building, you're putting your ladder up the wrong wall. Yeah, missing it's the just, boat. You're leaning your ladder against the wrong wall. You know, we all have friends that are really, really good at what they do. It doesn't mean they're bad people. But you know, I was with my brother yesterday at, at Thanksgiving, or I'm sorry, at Easter dinner with my parents, and we were talking about he's getting ready to make a move, and, and he said, at one point, I'm just going to buy the land and you know, move out in the middle of nowhere and, and build a place so I can be by myself. I, I couldn't do that. That, that would be hell to me mm -hmm. because people fuel me. People give me energy. I love people. Mm -hmm. He's the opposite. So I feel like, is, that, is it a matter of right or wrong, good or bad? I don't think so. 
I think it's just what will bring you the abundant life that Jesus talked about. And I think that's love and relationship with others and working your way through that. I think two, two, two important ideas. One is an attitude to your heart. Going back to our, our a talk with your son-in-law, right? Mm-hmm. What's your heart attitude behind all that? We talked about with the gun. Same thing with, uh, with money. What's the attitude of your heart? And then, and then are you, how do you view your life? Do you view your life that everything that I have, everything that I've built is mine? And God asks for te- all, my, all my money. God asks for 10%. That's his. The rest is mine. Is that the way you look at life? Or do you look at life and you say, God's given me, now I'm out there selling the insurance, I'm out there pounding the nail, out there disc jockeying or whatever, but God's given me the talent, mm-hmm. giftings and abilities, the health and everything to do it. It's all his. So what do I do with this? How do I be a good steward of this? And 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 it's not that you can compare yourself to somebody else because you can do the exact same thing as somebody else mm-hmm. and they're being a good steward and you're not. You know what I mean? So it's not about, not about that. It's something that you have to ask in your own heart. Am I being a good steward of, of, of the resources? Am I being a good steward of my time? Am I being a good steward of even my talents? I talk, talk to my boys all the time. You know, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure what I should do. Well, what are your talents? Yeah. You know, find out what your talents are and then be a good steward of those talents. You know, use those talent, talents for, uh, for yourself, for others, for the kingdom. You know, use those talents, you know. So I think all that's, it's, 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 not, it's not one thing. Yeah. It's, it's and, and all I, these things together. Yeah, and I think the question, the question always comes down to, if all of that stuff was take, taken away in an instant, how, how would you feel? How just the rich man you walked mean, away very sad. Right. Right, when he was given the answer. So I read a very, very interesting article, and the guy in the article did say 90% of people, when they finish with this question, I'm going to ask them this, this thought process, this exercise, they don't feel good at all. And I finished it, you can't imagine how good I felt. So I was one of the very few was the point, and I didn't, he tells you to evaluate that first, and so I, I tell you the answer before I kind of give you what the, what the test was, and it's close your eyes and imagine yourself, you got nothing but your underwear, mm-hmm. and you're sitting on a park bench on 51. Mm-hmm. That's all you got. You got no house, you got no car, you got no job, you have no money, you have nothing. And how does that make you feel? And his point was 95% of the people, that's going to bring on some very, very serious dopamine stress level cortisol rushes in your body, right? You're going to, that's going to set off, you're going to freak out, period. And I thought to myself, well, first I'd go to Jeff's because he'll probably have some pants. <laughs> and if I knock on the door, and I've told this story to a number of people and people that I don't have deep relationships with close relationships with and I said let me ask something if I knocked on your door in my underwear yeah. oh my god Steve yeah. I, I would give you a meal and at least some clothes right I'd let you stay the night but okay so what's more important I'm okay because I understand I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of of relationships yes they have different levels and maybe that's for a whole nother talk I have ones that are incredibly close to me like Jeff and you know, I have ones that are more on the fringe, like you and I are getting to know each other, mm-hmm. which is a lot of fun. Um, and so I have a ton of acquaintances, and there's diff- but I try to treat everybody, you know, with the same sort of love. And and I think that if you can answer that question, it wouldn't bother me at all because I have enough relationships that they have the resources. Mm-hmm. And I would want the same thing for you to say, "Man, I'm down on my luck." You know, am I going to jump off a bridge? No, I'm going to go over to Steve's house. Mm-hmm. He'll give me a meal. He'll give me a bed. Right. That's it. And pants. 
And pants, yes. Gonna have to <laughs> we're not going to fit in the Scotch pants. Not, <laughs> pants. We don't want you in the house with no pants. We're wearing skinny jeans. <laughs> Our shorts you know. today. Yeah. So I don't know if that makes sense, but if you think of it in that light, relationships are what's important. That's yeah. what matters, mm-hmm. you know? Well, Jeff and I have talked about you know, kind of a, a similar definition of friends. If you, know, if you were to call someone at 2 in the morning and say, hey, I need you, especially if you were across the country, how many people, how many... How many yeah. fingers on a hand could you count, or yeah. on both hands, that they would say without question, I'll, I'm on my way? Or yeah. And if more people embrace the philosophy that we're talking about tonight, that list would be bigger. Mm-hmm. It would be bigger. You know why people don't do that and why there's so few on your list? is because so many people are worried about themselves and what they've got going right. on. And maybe that's rightfully so. I get it, right? But... I can tell you, if you called me, I would do everything I could, and we're not that close yet, but right. I would do whatever I could. If I had to drive across country, I would, I, I would like to think that I would do it. Yeah. And I think if more people thought that way, instead of the first thought process come and go, okay, I guess that means I got to call off work. And that's a lot of gas money I got to drive to Scott. And how much does he want to borrow? A thousand bucks? Yeah. Dear Lord. You know, we right? had, we so, had my which, friend. It was 10, by the way. <laughs> we had my friend Jeff Williams here. He went through a difficult place in his life. And, and I had that in my mind as we had yeah. this discussion. And so he, you know, he said, you know, when this happened to me, he said, uh, I didn't even know Jeff got on a plane, flew to Texas, rented a car, and drove up there. And I'm not saying that about for right. me, but he's saying what he said was, is, as we said, you know, I thought I thought I had a lot of friends. Like, I thought I had a lot of friends. And then when this happened to me, so this is so there's down on your luck, mm-hmm. but there's also another another side. Mm-hmm. Are, are people going to stand? Are people going to stand beside you even if it seems like uh, you're not in the right in what, what's happening to you? You're not in the right. You know, you, you may you may be, but it seems like you're not. How many that he said? It was shockingly few, shockingly few. Or even you know? if you're in the wrong. Well, that's what I'm saying. He, that's what the, to them. You were, yeah. So it didn't matter, like whether right. we, you are not. He got canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, there, there was a, a scene in the uh, in the first season, I think, of the, of the Chosen, where he had uh, uh, two of the disciples go up and and, and and dig a garden, dig, some, you know, wrote just what do you do with land and plow till some it, land, till some till land, land for for this gentleman, and he said, "Oh, it's going to be for future generations what you're doing," and. So they come to find it, then they go up to the house. And the long story short is, and of course it's a made-up story, but the, the gentleman they did it for, they didn't know they were doing it for an individual person. Then they meet the individual person with Jesus and some of the other followers. And then they come to find out around the campfire and some dinner, of course, that this was the man who beat the Jewish person that the Good Samaritan eventually helped. He was the guy that did the crime. And of course, all the apostles were like, whoa, like we're sitting right in front of the guy. Mm-hmm. And Jesus' point was, this is how far, this is what we do. Right. This is how far we go. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so, yeah, so to be there for, mm-hmm. and of course, the guy obviously then repented and <laughs> realized, came, you know, came to a place where he realized that's not how you act. And, he, and he, ultimately, he knew that anyway. But that's why I, I got Scott to do the podcast with me. I just thought that would be a future generations. Can you believe he had Scott come on? <laughs> so, in closing, Steve, what's your as as you learn more and mentor more? I, I mean, I'm getting that that mentorship from you now as well. 
what's what's your your final message here on this point i think that uh i once heard it it was said by uh david zubik who is still was then and still is the the catholic bishop of of the diocese of pittsburgh for that denomination and he was on a radio show and i was listening to it and he said what if we treated everybody that we approached as if we were Jesus Christ. And, and what if we treated everybody that we approached as if they were Jesus Christ? Mm-hmm. And boy, relationship would take on a whole new... There's no one that you would look at with any other opinion than of the best sort. Right, right, wow. You know, so my thoughts are to take that and maybe think about that for a while. And everybody that you come up against, we're all going through something. We're all coming from a place, right? And and even if someone tries to offend you personally, I've worked a lot with Jeff on, you know, there was a point in time in my life that if, you know, you glanced in my direction, it stung. And I took offense to a lot of things, and he helped me and has helped me and still is helping me work through that. And, and, and part of all of this growth has been from me looking at relationship in a different fashion, right? And... I think if we can do that and really look to help each other and put others' interests in, in front of our own, which he clearly tells us to do, I think you start moving more towards that John 10:10 life that Jeff promised us as we're going to have if we continue to come to Freedom Life Center. <laughs> I'm sitting here now with a new new perspective. Uh, I'm sitting with uh, Jesus Steve. Jesus Jack and I'm in Jesus my boxer Scott. shorts Scott. which is and, and pastor and pastor <laughs> Scott sitting on a bench up on 51 in my shorts right and uh, which is a reminder to have clean underwear on all the time amen <laughs> amen at least the guy at least the guy gave you all your underwear he did <laughs> I was kind of hoping yeah he did okay alright on that note we end this episode <laughs> say goodnight Scott goodnight Scott goodnight goodnight Steve goodnight Jeff <laughs> Thank you.